He only been on the call for less than a minute. You already turned a heel. Yo, what's about <laughs> with the preferences and you know? <laughs> I didn't say that. My bad, my bad. This is the uh, Straight Shoot Sundays. Um, this episode, I'm, I'm uh, the first episode of the year actually that we're back. And it's funny that neither one, so as much as that we both watch wrestling, it's funny that mm-hmm. for this episode, neither one of us have a wrestling shirt on. <laughs> the irony of that, you know, what's funny is I was gonna wear one earlier, uh, but today was Trayvon Martin's birthday. Well, you know, Friday is Trayvon right. Martin's birthday, right. and I wanted to, uh, you know, uh, uh, just show right. my Paris support to the Trayvon yeah. Martin Trayvon Martin Foundation. If you want to go, TrayvonMartinFoundation.org. Uh, if you want to join the fight for racial and uh, racial equality, I'm sorry, I'm getting texts at the same time. Uh, but if you want to join the fight for racial equality uh, uh, and fight social injustices, everyone who's listening to this, if you're an ally of the uh, African American community, please go to TrayvonMountainFoundation.org. So I had to get that out of the way. You know how to get mine in, you know. Yeah, go ahead, man. That's what we're here for. Like I said before, when we, before uh, we started this portion, um, it's a, it's a, as much as Put it like this, me and Nels are like best friends. And this mm-hmm. is the first time ever on record we're actually gonna talk about wrestling. Yeah. Like I've known this yeah. man about like what six years now? Six, seven years. I think a little bit longer than that, bro. Yeah, not really longer. longer. Probably like eight. Yeah, like more <laughs> Probably like eight, eight or nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And this is our first time on record. Every time we play on something, something happens, we're like, all right, we'll come back to it. And then this time it's finally happened. Yeah, you're way busier than me, bro. Yeah, right. (laughs) Well, yeah, in life, yeah. Yeah, life. And career-wise, yeah, right. So for everybody that doesn't know, Dells, tell everything that you do. Hit all your spots. You know what to do. You you do radio. Go ahead. All right, so uh, I am Nails. Some people call me DJ Nails. Uh, I am an on-air talent here in the state of Florida, um, in Orlando at Power 95.3, in Miami at 99 Jams, and uh, Jacksonville at Power 106.1. Working. Big, long-time wrestling fan. Uh, been a wrestling fan since I was four years old. I remember uh, it was 1992. Um, and the show that got me interested was Royal Rumble 1992. Um, I have been a lifelong wrestling fan. And uh, I, I'm, I, I like to brag, too, because my favorite, uh, my favorite thing to say is what made me a wrestling fan, other than watching Royal Rumble in 92, my first wrestling event, happened to be Clash of the Champions in Daytona Beach at the Ocean Center where the Shockmaster debuted. Then my, <laughs> my, my, my second uh, uh, w, uh, pro wrestling event that I attended was uh, uh, WCW Monday Nitro. It was May 6, 1996. Uh, my dad took me there for a birthday. And then my third wrestling event happened to be probably the most historic moment in pro wrestling where Hulk Hogan turned heel and joined the NWO and they were formed uh, at the Ocean Center for Bash at the Beach, so that's that's just like my first three live wrestling. Because you was so, there, you you was there when Alex Luger pulled up too at the mall, right? No, that no. was uh that was in um we were there in the mall, but we didn't attend Nitro that, that night. Oh, okay, um, okay, okay. And we saw the setup and all that stuff, but uh our our family apparently the plane was supposed to leave within like that three hours. Now, mind you, this was back before um you know, before 9-11. So before we had to do all the extra security checks and all that stuff, you could literally run up to the airport, go on the tarmac and get in your plane, you know? So uh, we were up there visiting some family 
um, at the Mall of Amer America and I saw the WCW stuff out there and I was like, what, is this is pro wrestling. Like it's a wrestling right. event going on right. and I didn't know what it was. I don't know who was gonna be there. Uh, <laughs> I did see an advertisement that said Hulk Hogan was gonna be there. And I'm like, oh, dad, can we stay? And my dad's like, no boy, get your ass over here. Let's go, we gotta go, we gotta go. And I'm like, all these people here to watch wrestling. And right, right. Um, I, I, I never got to, I didn't get to go to that one. But I could say I was in the area and I had been there for the first WCW Nitro, but I didn't attend the first WCW Nitro. Definitely. So one of the things I always ask me to come on straight through Sundays is, what was your first memory of wrestling? What got you on into wrestling? Oh man, my first memory of wrestling. Damn, that's a good question. Uh, like I said, my favorite, my first pay-per-view I watched was um, Royal Rumble 1992. And if I'm not yeah. mistaken, I think that was the year Ric Flair ended up making like popping up in WWE or F at the time. Um, I, I, don't quote me on that, but it was just the glitz and glamor that I saw from, excuse me, uh, the glitz and glamor I saw uh, from um, just the, the fans, how they emotionally connected to it. And I remember walking in the living room, I had to be four or five years old, um, and my grandma, God bless her soul, and my grandfather, God bless his soul, they used to watch wrestling all the time in their living room. And uh, this was back in the day when we had floor model TVs in our grandmother's house. <laughs> and uh, the remote. Yeah, exactly. We had to use the remote <laughs> or get up and go turn the TV with the knob. Uh, we're dating ourselves right now. Uh, but uh, <laughs> talk about, did you have a TV that said UHF and VHF? Sure did. <laughs> I don't. I ne I, to this day, I don't know what UHF is and what VHF is. <laughs> don't, don't any of us know what UHF is. Uh, but I remember being at my grandpa, uh, my grandparents' house on my mom's side, and um, all the time I used to go over there. And Saturday mornings uh, is when my mom sometimes she would have to work, and she would drop us off at our grandparents' house. And my grandpa, my grandfather, used to always be in the living room watching wrestling, and right. then. Uh, it happened to be um, uh, WCW Saturday Night Live that he was watching. It was like, I can always remember that music in the back of my head. Um, and he was watching that and that that made me uh, attracted to it because my grandfather used to always scream at the TV like, get him, get him, get him. Oh, there you go. Uh oh, he got help on the way like when somebody's doing a run in and stuff. So that was always, uh, that always caught my attention uh, how my grandfather was always so intrigued and into it. And then my grandmother was the same way. And right. she already had a high-pitched, loud voice. And then, uh, like I said, 1992's Royal Rumble, I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And then from that point forward, I've been a wrestling fan. And, I, I mean, there was a little point where I fell off a little bit because I was everybody. Everybody fell off at the exact same time. I'm starting to feel like it. Mm -hmm. And it was around that time where it was like, People like uh, I mean, it was like two thousand five, Two? six, seven ish, or whatever. Yeah, or it might like, have been before that. It was like was a it? time where, like, we had like people like I mean, I, some of the names, and I don't want to bury these guys because I don't know them personally, and right, I wasn't like, like really around to watch them like all the time, like I did back in the day, and then I am now. But you had people like um, you know, uh, Tyler Rex and Paul Burke Hill and people like that. Like you don't you don't remember those names, you know? Right. Not that, and well, I'm not trying to bury their, their contributions to the business or anything, but right. that but was, was an era where I time. didn't really watch like that. It was definitely a time. Shout out to Tyler uh, Reichs, who recently had a transgender change. And now- I saw that. 
saw right. that. You know, I, I didn't catch her name, but shout out to her and his her wife is supporting her, and, and you know that's a great move on their have being yourself. And we're seeing yeah, that a lot yeah. in wrestling. Speaking yeah. of, one of the people that I think they have uh, a dark side of the ring coming up of is uh, who's better than Canyon. I don't know if you remember Canyon from from WCW. Canyon. I yeah. do remember Canyon. Yes, who's better than Canyon? Yeah, nobody. I want to I want to say I want to say Canyon was also Mortis for a little bit too. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, he, was yeah, with, um, he was with um he was with uh Adam Bomb. I forgot what Adam Bomb's alter ego was in WCW. Raph. It was Raph. Raph. Raph and Mortis, and then they switched yep. it over. And he started being um DDP's like uh like he was the um. Huh? His stooge. His stooge, yeah. pretty much. He basically was, he was that <laughs> times, uh, what's that dude that used to walk around with Miz? Um, uh, dang. Do I used to act like Miz recently? Oh, Damien Sandow. He was that wow. times Damien Sandow. Think about it. Wow. <laughs> he was the very oh, first. He's taking me back. Oh, he was. He, he was Damien Sandow before Damien Sandow. Exactly. Huh? But, exactly. but Damien Sandow took it to a whole nother level, man. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah. so he, over. He was so over with that game. Yeah, I wonder what he's doing right now. Uh, last I remember, he was in uh, NWA. Okay. Okay. I hopefully see him. Well, speaking of NWA and the change of wrestling right now, because we're changing the world. <laughs> Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> what do you feel about this whole partnership? I think it's pretty cool. I mean, uh, I, I, you know me, I, and this is off our conversations that we have on text messages or even on Yo, the me phone. Because he's been yeah, I mean, it, yeah, and it's, it, it's cool. I think it's great for uh, not just. Um, not just for the business, but wrestling fans. Like I, I hate, I really hate how the internet wrestling community tries to pit each other against each other because someone's a bigger fan of WWE than they are AEW and vice right. versa. I, 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 I always want to say this to, to every wrestling fan who always tries to say you have to pick one. Everything is so good. You can watch every fucking thing. You can literally watch, you can watch Raw Monday, you can watch Impact Tuesdays. You can watch AEW and NXT on Wednesdays. You can watch AEW on Tuesday. You see what I'm saying? Like you can watch, you know, AEW Dark on Tuesdays as well. Like it's so much wrestling out there. And and, and who, if you would have told me five years ago that we would have wrestling on pretty much every night of the week, yeah, I would call you high. I'd be like, yo, give me some of that weed you've been smoking because that 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 shit's hitting hard. But um. I just love the idea that, you know, WWE, obviously, we know that's the Broadway of the pro wrestling right. world, right? Uh, it's it's what made a lot of, of the boys and the girls wrestle. Like today, growing up watching what we're seeing on WWE, but also in the same token, you have something like AEW, who is, I mean, I wouldn't even say arguably the second biggest wrestling promotion in the world. They are, I mean, in, right. in the country at least. Um, but they're also like, reaching out to other big pro wrestling companies and they're trying to work together kudos to them man that that's pretty dope this is something that we haven't seen in a very long time i remember back in the day wcw um they used to have a partnership with with new japan pro wrestling and 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 other wrestling promotions as well and bringing people in they used to swap talent and all that and i I think this is really dope yeah i mean this is really like this is really bringing those days back um and, and and honestly like i have an uncle who used to watch wrestling too all the time and he fell off for a little bit 
and he was flipping through the TV one day and he heard Jim Ross's voice and he heard Tony Schiavone's voice on TNT mm. and he was like, what is this? Oh man, <laughs> this reminds me of WCW. And he FaceTimed right. me, he's like, let me tell you. He's like, let me tell you. I, I got this wrestling promotion. It's called AEW. You know, you, you might want to watch it. Sting on there too. I'm like, oh, you remember who you're talking to? Like, right. I know. I, I've, I've been watching this show since October of two years ago. Like, so, um, but I salute to AEW for this. I think this really opens the door for, um, remember back in like the late 90s, um, mid, mid 90s, late 90s, pro wrestling was so hot. Like the, I guess the, yeah. the, I remember the the highest rated episode of Monday Night Raw was in like May or March of two thousand and eight or something, uh, ninety eight or something like that, and it was like ten million people watching yeah. at one time, right? And uh, now today, because we have so many different ways that we can consume pro wrestling, you have the wrestling blogs, you have Twitter and Instagram. We can go to the Instagram and watch a clip of what happened that night just minutes ago, you know? Yep. Um, so not as many eyes are live watching it live because we have those uh, different venues to watch it and consume it, but also DVR and stuff. Um, I think this helps the pro wrestling business. And this is why, because it gives us something to want to look for, you know, and we, and we, and we look forward to this happening, you know? So right. it gives us a reason to feel like we have to watch it live because we don't know what's going to happen. We know what's going to happen is going to be something spectacular and unexpected. So that's why we have to watch because we could be the first people to hop Let's on see. social media and talk about what just happened, which is <clears throat> equivalent to, yep. which, yeah, which is equivalent to what we used to do back in the day when we were in middle school and we were watching DX and we were watching Stone Cold and we were watching right. Undertaker and The Rock do their thing. And we were watching the NWO beating up on WCW guys. We would watch it and we would go to school the next day and talk about it in the lunchroom with our boys on our way to class. I was yep. getting suspended from school telling people to suck it and doing all that, right? So no blows. <laughs> that, that is equivalent from back in the day. That's equivalent to today hopping on Twitter and being the first people to talk about what we're seeing live on AEW or Raw or SmackDown or NXT. Yeah, definitely. And I agree with you. And to, to your point about your uncle, and that's the thing when people criticize AEW for bringing back too much of WCW elements like Sting and, and Tony Schiavone and because we got Jim Ross up there. You understand that there's still a core base of fans that left wrestling alone that could hear that voice like your uncle did, that could see that, that face paint. I'm like, oh, I remember this. And just yep. like that, capture that audience for like what 15 minutes and you got 15 minutes to entertain them and have them come back again yep. like the reason they left was the reason they left you don't know if whatever they didn't like from one company to the other just seeing that new that familiar face and familiar voice is going to bring mm -hmm. them right back into the fold and that's what and, i feel like and, they try and that's a, a that's a double-edged sword too because sometimes we'll see somebody who we used to always watch growing up and they don't look like what they used to you know hence the chris jericho situation now right. let's let's give Chris Jericho his roses because Jericho is one of the goats, you know. Um, and uh, AEW did the smart thing by they put him on first when right. when NBA was over, AEW came on. Chris Jericho was one of the first talents they saw. They hear Tony Schiavone's voice, they hear Jim Ross's voice. Yep. They immediately like remember, oh my god. I used to watch them back in the day. I'm hearing this voice, and now you got people. You got someone from WCW's golden era, 
in WWE's golden era, <laughs> and you got them combined, and then you got one of the goats that people know because he's cross-platformed so much. I mean, yeah. Chris Jericho is such a mainstream name and a mainstream face that that is what kept people's attention. Whether you were there for two minutes or whether you were there for both uh, for two hours, you were yeah. watching AEW and you were exposed to AEW for at least a few minutes, and that lets people know that hey, AEW's like hey, we're here, and we're an alternative to what you know pro wrestling is. And that's what everybody saw. And just like you said, I mean, my uncle, it brought him back to it. My uncle watches every Wednesday now. Uh, he's also watching NXT. He's also watching Raw because he knows my boys Ricochet. He knows Dawkins and Tez right. over on Raw, on SmackDown on Friday. So he's watching like he used to back in the day. I mean, me and my uncle, my uncle used to like have the illegal scrambler. So we, still, <laughs> we used to sneak and watch pay-per-views illegally yeah, um, back in the day. We had, the, we, had, we had the box. We had the, the black box that you had to connect yep, to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Switch to turn it on. <laughs> yeah, I think we're we incriminating no ourselves right now. So right, no, uh, no. WWE, please don't come out. Statue of limitations. <laughs> that was a long time ago, a long, long time ago. I have the WWE Network now, and I'm right. inside the Peacock, so don't, exactly. don't come after exactly. me. Exactly. <laughs> I got Verizon with Peacock. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned that regardless of his current political views and his, you know, whatever he's doing. Chris Jericho's one of the goats. I had this conversation. I don't know if me and you had this conversation off, you know, outside of this. Who do you think is the greatest of all time? Like top of the list, hands down, in ring, on the mic, like uh. match quality. You have to check off all the boxes, not, oh, he was great talker, so he's good. No, check off all the boxes. All the, the, the greatest well- Rounded, yes, well-rounded pro wrestler of all time. Yes, um, man, because and this is a tough one for me because when you when you talk about pro wrestling, like for someone who's outside of the wrestling world who's not a wrestling fan, um, and, and loves this business so much like we do, uh, we always ask them. What do you mean by best wrestler? Are you talking about right. the one who took it to the next level, who who ended up becoming super famous off of what he did in the ring or off of what he did on the microphone? Oh, you're talking about the best talker in wrestling. Yeah, oh, yeah, you're yeah. talking about the best look. You yeah, know? I, I um, see it. Uh, You there? Yep. Did I lose it? Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, so I would give it to, and this is someone who um, I feel like he deserves his roses while he's here uh, because this man has wrestled for years. We grew up watching him. My nephew, who is 19 years old now, he's growing up watching him. Well, actually, DJ's 20 now. Um, our parents, they're old enough to know about him. And our grandparents were watching him. Um, I got to give it to the nature boy, Ric Flair. Really? Yeah. I mean, you, you talk about it. He was the original... He was the original. I mean, hell, he's the original rapper. You know how rappers right, these right. days love the stunting and stuff. Right, I mean, right. that that's Flair, right? He's also the guy who lived his gimmick, and he did not know what kayfabe was not. He right. lived kayfabe, like he literally lived kayfabe his entire we hear the life. We hear the uh, exactly, and you know, <laughs> his stories all the time. Shout out my boy G Ham, who who idolizes Ric Flair, yeah. and uh, and and he and he loves being able to get, um, you know, knowledge from Ric Flair about the business and stuff. And 
you, you look at Ric Flair, Ric Flair has been wrestling since the late 60s. So yeah. he's been wrestling for what four generations, almost four generations, yeah. bro, or at least involved in the business at some point for 40 plus years. I might be wrong on that. Um, I, I, I might be, uh, you know, wrong on just my estimation. He might have been active longer than that. I think he was around for like four decades. I think that that's what he was promoting around his, his uh, retirement. Yeah, you're right. You know what? His <clears throat> debut, I just looked it up. His debut was in 1972, bro. Just yeah. think about that for a second. And um, and and, 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 and a, a plane crash couldn't even stop him from wrestling. He'd been in two. You know? two. 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 Two plane crashes. <laughs> damn, they're struck by lightning. By lightning. Like, and what? Still, <laughs> and still... And still, limousine riding, right? Line, kiss stealing, right. wheeling, dealing, son of right. a gun. And he still has a hard time keeping them gators down, right? <laughs> Lisa, they but, was, but, Lisa, Lisa Evans will tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, really, I honestly, and uh, this is unpopular opinion. I really like what they're doing right now with Charlotte, Ric Flair, and Lisa yeah. Evans. I really like yeah. that because this this gives them the opportunity to, uh, for the people who don't know who Lacey Evans is. He's she's getting a rug from the greatest, you yeah. know. Um, they're they're creating another star off of being associated with Ric Flair and creating a, a dope rivalry right now too. Because yeah. sometimes sometimes it's it's hard to it's hard to um see what's a work and a shoot between Charlotte and uh <laughs> and 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 and, uh, and Lacey Evans because sometimes you can see it in Charlotte's face like. She's genuinely yeah. pissed off sometimes. Yeah. Like, when the song bitch, hit, like... <laughs> that's what I'm saying. About to say, so the so the song hit, she tagged Oscar like, "Yo, this, yo, I, I... yeah, exactly, exactly." So, Oscar, what the fuck? Like, what do you mean? Like, you don't know if it's a work or a shoot, and and and, and, and that's the, that's what makes it. That's what makes it amazing, bro. Is uh, I mean, you take it back to the days when we were growing up watching this. We didn't know. I mean we didn't know what was real and what was fake yeah. on both channels at sometimes. And, and we didn't know what to expect. It was the, the feeling of unpredictability that Monday night raw and Monday nitro brought us in the late nineties, in the mid nineties and late nineties. Um, and, and it, I feel like that is what AEW popping back up on the scene. And then this partnership with all these other pro wrestling companies, it 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 bring it brings that unpredictability back to not just those companies but WWE as well because competition brings out the best in everybody and everybody Facts. wants to be on top and everybody wants their company and their brand to be the brand of their company that's going to run this business and they want all eyes on them and I am not mad at it at one bit uh, when people you know go back and forth about you know uh, the ideas that. Uh, that, that, that are popping up on WWE or are popping up on AEW uh, because fans always want to be vocal. They want to get their opinion out, right? Everybody's that an expert. Allows, yeah, yeah, everybody's an expert in pro wrestling, right? <laughs> and if, if one of the wrestlers try and tell them something, they're sitting there like, no, 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 wait, you, like, no you, you don't know. What? You're blinded. You don't, you, You're blinded you by the money. <laughs> uh, for, for wrestling fans, by the way, like you can't tell a wrestler about wrestling. I don't care what you... And even if you're reading never stuff on dirt bump. sheets, yeah. <laughs> if you're reading stuff on the dirt sheets, take it with a grain of salt. Please right. take it with a grain of salt. These are people who literally eat, breathe, and sleep just like us. They just happen to work in the pro wrestling world. They are human being too. 
So please let these people <laughs> live their damn life. And I'm not saying it because I got, I'm friends with any of them, but I just want to put that out there and just let you know how normal these wrestlers are and how you need to nice. let them live their lives too and don't tell them about how to do their job. Right. <laughs> I, um, I but, but let me, I, I'm off my soapbox. So I just <laughs> want to um, put that out there. Back to your initial question when you said, who's the greatest of all time to me personally is the nature boy, Ric Flair. So for me, I always, I can't argue that. I'll give you that with Ric Flair. Ric Flair, like you said, transcended generations, generations, four decades of great work, always changing, not even changing the times, just fitting in with the times of being and, himself. And, and, and four, uh, four generations of being at the top. Right. Let's be clear. Yeah. Let's be clear. Definitely. <laughs> Has he ever won a mid-card title outside of the tag team titles? He had the IC he's title been, for a little bit, right? He's, he's been Intercontinental Champion, and, and he's also been the United States Champion a few times, too. I, I, I believe he beat Harley Race for it a couple times. Okay. Um, But, yeah, he's held the United States Championship and the Intercontinental Championship. And I we might be missing one more. Um, But he, he's been – yeah, he's been uh, – hell, I mean, he's been – WCW <laughs> champion. He's been. Uh, I want to say he had all the titles from uh, both promotions. He has. Uh, he's been tag team champ too. Um, he's the first two-time WWE Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um, you know, His accolades, accolades, like I said, I, it's hard for me to argue. On and on and on and on and on. I mean, you you can't. It's hard. You can't. You can't, you can't take any of his accomplishments away from him. But for me, I feel the greatest. Of all time, well-rounded is Shawn Michaels. I can't argue that either. I <laughs> that really boy right there. I cannot argue that. I mean, this dude uh, retired I mean, for he retired for like what was it like six or seven years? He retired seven years. He retired for seven years. Seven yeah. years came back like nothing happened. Like he didn't age one bit. <laughs> and his second run was better than his first run. Right. When he started, when he started focusing more, stopped drinking and partying, and really like was focused. He was. You like, know, another thing that I want to point out too about Shawn Michaels is so uh, when you hear OGs uh, in the pro wrestling world, and even some of the guys and girls today uh, talk about Ric Flair, one of the things they always say about Ric Flair is that the man can wrestle a broomstick and have a great match. Yep. and that's the same for HBK. He can Facts. wrestle a broomstick and have a great match. I mean, the guy's tag team partner was God on a pay-per-view <laughs> uh, against the McMahons. For and real. it was a damn good match. You know, uh, <laughs> that was outlandish to see, but right. you know, it was entertaining. It, it was entertaining, which is the E in WWE, right? Um, but, <laughs> that's, but That's the point I, I was going to make because you mentioned Ric Flair, but Ric Flair mentions that he sees Shawn Michaels as that person. Yeah, I, that's, I, I, that's I, I great... remember seeing that. And that's a great, like, can you imagine? Like, uh, well, still... the, the sad part about that is Shawn Michaels isn't active anymore. So uh, Nature Boy putting you over, I mean, it, it, it does, yeah. it, it's great. I like guess, you know, that's a feather in the cap right there. Right. But he's not in, you know, he's not active anymore. I think what people should ask now to Nature Boy Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels is who's the best worker on the mic and in the ring right now? Who's your answer? Right now, the total package? On the mic and in the ring. I would say, I honestly would say Adam Cole. I can see Adam Cole in that role. Okay. Um, okay. He's very he's great in the ring. 
he hasn't had a bad match. He's carried whoever he had to carry. He, he can talk on the mic. He has the charisma. Even if he's like a, like a, an afterthought, like they had, you know, not to say an afterthought, but, you know, he's not the prominent focus as a champion. Mm-hmm. You're still right now. focused on him. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like you want to see what mm-hmm. Adam Cole's going to do. You got to see what Undisputed Era is going to do because Adam Cole is there. No, no disrespect yeah. to the other guys there. They all hold their weight. But Adam Cole is the guy that you look at, you're like, all right, he's the person that's going to be next as a superstar when they give him the ball. And okay. that's just my opinion. I see what you, yeah, I, 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 I <laughs> you know, I could, I can't disagree with you, uh, but that's not my pick. Um, Who's your pick? Uh, my pick, uh, and, and you're going to be like, wait, what? My pick is actually Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley can talk on that mic. She has the look. She's believable. She gets in that ring when that bell hits. It's all action, um, hard hitting. It's you believe it. Uh, people who are not wrestling fans, when they turn on the TV, they see her on the TV. They're like, "Whoa, who is that?" Like Rhea Ripley is she to me. Rhea Ripley is it right? Like she has it all, and that's just me being a fan. Like uh, you know, I'm not a professional. I, right. I'm, I'm not None a professional wrestler. I'm nope. not in the business or anything, but <laughs> me as a fan, like uh, I feel like Rhea Ripley is is uh, forgive me for saying it, Rhea Ripley is that bitch. Facts. I I I don't I don't argue that. Have you ever thought about becoming a wrestler? Um, I think back in the day, obviously, I think all of us wanted to be a wrestler at some point, right? I, I think uh, and I, I think a pillow. lot of the guys and girls who <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think a lot of the guys and girls who uh, are wrestling right now used to do the same exact thing that we did. I mean, I just talked to Drew, uh, Drew McIntyre um, uh, to uh, a couple weeks ago to talk about WrestleMania, the three WrestleMania announcement back to back to back, and then right. Royal Rumble coming up on that Sunday or whatnot. And we were talking about how um, our stories are almost exactly the same growing up watching pro wrestling and wrestling um, pillows in the living room while having wrestling on TV uh, and, and, and using... He would say his brother, but me, it was my cousin uh, as a tag team partner, like I tag in and he'd get in the ring and have his part of the match or whatnot. Uh, And then when I was in, um, I want to say elementary school, one of my close friends, uh, his name's Sammy Weir. So he was a big wrestling fan too. And um, he used to have at his birthday parties, at his birthday parties, he would have like a inflatable wrestling ring there. Really? And uh, yeah, and we we used to have our own wrestling match. Dude, we would. I'm telling you, when we would when we would put on a show, when I say we would put on a show, bro, the parents who were there at the birthday parties would literally grab chairs and beers and sit around the ring (laughs) and watch us have matches. We would have battle royals. We would have tag team matches. We would have cruiserweight matches and everything. Because back at the time, you know, WCW was doing the it it was the cruiserweight boom. On Monday Nitro with Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko and Chris Jericho yeah. and Psychosis and Rey Mysterio, like the list goes on and on. Like, um, uh, shout out to La Parker too. Um, uh, but we were we were watching that Legends. and we were emulating what they were doing, but we were doing it in a safe way in an inflatable room. We knew how to, you know, I felt like we <laughs> like we was really training to become wrestlers, and I think that's where it stopped for me. Like, I never really wanted to. I, I've always wanted to, you know, be you know in a right. WWE ring and stuff like right. that, but. Um, as I got older and I realized that how taxing that is on your, on, on your body and those, those men and women that they're on the road, like, you know, right now, obviously not on the road right now, but you know, on uh, before COVID and even watch after this world gets back to normal or somewhat the new normal, um, they are 
on the road five out of seven days of the week. Um, and one of the things I always like correct friends who aren't wrestling fans when they try, when they use that F word, I straighten them real quick (laughs) because, because there's nothing fake about what they do now scripted or predetermined finish. I'd prefer that when you're talking to me about pro wrestling, because these men and women are literally on the road most of the year away from their families, missing their kids growing up, missing important games and soccer matches and stuff like that with their kids. Uh, But then also taking, uh, yeah. And just to entertain people in the masses. And, you know, uh, when somebody says the F word, I'm like, bro, get in that ring and take a bump, like hit your back on that, on the canvas in there or run and hit that that rope. Like it hurts. It hurts. And if you're not trained to do it, you're going to (laughs) be sore for, for a lot of days. I remember I was, uh, I think it was New Orleans, uh, WrestleMania 30. It was in New Orleans. And I, I was there for radio row and I did interviewed a bunch of guys there. Um, uh, that's what me and Roman met for the first time. Matter of fact, uh, uh, the shield. Yeah, you couldn't um, stay though. <laughs> yeah, uh, Big E. None of uh, like it was really dope. And uh, I, I asked my guy uh, Joe, who works at WWE still to this day. Um, I asked, "Yo, can I get in the ring and like run and hit the ropes?" He's like, "He's like, yeah, go ahead." Like, and I see him with a little smirk on his face. Like, sure, go ahead, go do it. Like, <laughs> like you know that there's like one of those smirks. Like, yeah, oh, go like, ahead. He was like, "I know what's about to happen." Also, I run full speed and I hit them ropes. And immediately when I hit it, I was like, oh, <laughs> those ropes hurt, bro. They hurt. Um, I was tempted to take a bump, but I remember uh, I heard another guy. I think it was Sam, matter of fact, Sam Roberts. Uh, he said, um, uh, what was it? He, uh, he was like, yeah, man, I hopped in there and I took a bump and I almost shit myself because it hurt so much. Like <laughs> You hit a bump. You literally like right. your whole body feels like you just were in a car accident when right. you're training to do that stuff. So. Um, I, I get offended when people say something like they talk trash about the pro wrestling world because uh, fake? No, there's nothing fake about it. Now, predetermined finishes, that happens. But let me fold a chair and hit you on the back with it. Gimmicked or not, right. that's going to hurt. Exactly. Let me throw you through a, 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 table. a, 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 a table. That's going to hurt. You know, <laughs> go and hit the ropes. It hurts. Take a bump. It hurts. Right. You know, so um, and, and, and they do that five days out of the week, you know, some yeah. of them go train as soon as they'll have uh, a shout out to uh, my boy, Jason K, uh, who he works in the Indies, but he hasn't been working anywhere uh, for since the whole pandemic, but he has a regular nine to five. And then after he's done with his nine to five, he goes and he trains with Natty and TJ down in mm-hmm. Tampa. And mm-hmm. he's in there training and, and, and Natty and TJ are training and Liv Morgan's training and Lana's training. And right. like when they're not on TV training, a lot of them are still in a wrestling in ring, ring. Yep. training, taking bumps and running and hitting the ropes and stuff like that, bro. And, and that's, that it's taxing on your back. It's really yeah. taxing on your body. I mean, you look at some of the wrestlers today, like Kurt Angle. I've seen him walk. Um, it, it looks painful the way he walks. Yeah. Big Show looks painful the way he walks. And that's yeah. from years and years of, of sacrificing their bodies just to entertain cats like me and you, you know? Um, right. So... So uh, I, I just I just wanted to put that out there uh, for anybody who calls it fake, you know. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, I, I do love the idea where you said Adam Cole is one of the best out there. I mean, he is. He has the look and everything. Um, 
And then you have Rhea Ripley. To me, Rhea Ripley is literally like when you talk about a female wrestler in 2021, that is the female wrestler of 2021. But obviously, you know, you got the boss. You got Sasha. Say, Banks. Hold up. You talk to yeah. me. Hold up. <laughs> hold up. You, but, got, you got Sasha. Saying. You got Bianca. Hey. Yeah, I, yo, I, I was about to go through my Rolodex. You know, I got to shout out the homies, too. I got to shout out Beyonce. I got to shout out Charlotte. I got to shout out Becky Lynch. I got to shout out the woman who literally put WWE on, on her back during this whole pandemic. Bailey. Bailey. Bailey, Bailey has been busting her ass for pro wrestling this whole pandemic, bro. Her and Sasha and Oscar have been carrying this uh, women's Facts. division, you know, in the absence of, of Charlotte and Becky Lynch and others and, and literally taking the load and, and, and still making it interesting and fun all while being themselves. <laughs> you know, that, that, that's that uh, Sashman. <laughs> so here's the reason why I actually have you ever thought about it. Cause I was going to say, what would be your finisher? If you had a, if you could choose a finisher. Cause I remember mm. back in the day when I used to um, wrestle, like, like me and my boy, like shots, uh, rest in peace to my boy, uh, Jamar, AKA Deuce. Me and him used to be tag team partners back in the day. And my, I used to always, here's the thing. I love the shooting star press, but I could never hit the shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I was standing on top of my parents' bed and like, all right, shooting star press. And I fall flat back on <laughs> the top. Oh. <laughs> so I could, I'm like, all right, I found another finisher. I went with the power bomb. I was like, that's the easiest thing I could do. I could do. <laughs> bomb is a dope finisher. Um, Back in the day, my finisher. Back in the day, my finisher was actually the super kick, but that's that clearly too. not a finisher. That's clearly not a finisher in 2021. Right? Yo, sidebar. Um, <laughs> have you realized? I don't, have you been watching AEW lately? I have, like here and there, like not so, bit by bit, not not the whole show from beginning. So to I've uh, shout out to the commentators. I've realized that they no longer call it a super kick when it's used during a match. They've been calling it a thrust kick. They're trying to, I think they're trying to polish it up a little bit to not water down any more of the word super kick. So now when wrestlers hit that move, they call it a thrust kick. I like to preserve it. it, trying to preserve it a little bit. I did too. I was like, I, it was a, a small change, but it's just like those kind of things are needed when you're trying to rebrand your idea of what wrestling is. Because right now, yeah, super I, kick is everywhere. <laughs> yeah, super kicks everywhere. Uh, uh, the DDT is everywhere. Um, Oh, man, so what would be stunners. my finisher? I'm sorry, stunners, no yeah, offense. Stunner, no offense the to the wrestlers, but everybody's hitting stunners now. Like, um, yeah, uh, and and those were finishers that literally put people down. Right. Um, you know, I. So, like I said, yeah, back in the day, it used to be super super kick when I, uh, you know, play wrestled in the living room and in the inflatable wrestling ring. But I think, um, man, what would be my finisher? Maybe a corkscrew power driver. Uh, I think Kevin Owens used to do it. And it's kind of like, it's kind of like um, Samoa Joe's uh, 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 muscle buster. Yeah. But instead of having them up on your shoulder, you actually have them like between your legs. And cradle, you cradle. Crouching your legs and you, yeah, and you spin and, and, and drop them. That would probably That'd be, be my, uh, my finisher. Because uh, it actually looks painful and it would put somebody away. Um, yeah. When you used to play wrestle, right? You had any mm -hmm. scare moments? Like, I'm gonna tell you mine. One time, I convinced my boy, right? One of my boys who was playing wrestling. I'm like, yo, let me hit the pedigree. He's like, what? No, I'm not hitting, let you hit the pedigree. I'm like, nah, there's a pillow right here. I'm gonna set the pillow. I'm gonna hit the pedigree on the pillow, right? We didn't mm -hmm. take it to account 
And like, I was like, okay, on the count of three, you jump with me, all right? So one, two, three, we jump. We didn't take it to account. My feet kicks away the pillow. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's back into the floor. <laughs> oh my God, yo. Oh my God. Was yo. he out? No, no, because I didn't put my full force into it. But like, God, thank God. <laughs> oh my God. Yo, yo, I'm scared for him. And that was years ago. Damn. Yo, we did not uh. take it. Yo, the pillow move. I was like, oh, snap. I kind of let go of his arms, but it was like, I remember it was already landing. Like, so mine was, oh, um, uh, I've had two, I had, I had two occasions. So, um, one was, uh, uh, me and my my stepbrother Calvin, we used to wrestle in the living room, and I, I don't remember which WWF show it was that would come on. Maybe it was Livewire on USA on Saturday or Sunday mornings, and um, we were watching Saturday it. It was an episode. It was an episode that uh, was on, and we decided to just push the couches closer again and set up a <laughs> match or whatever. And uh, we used a a, a, a a pillow as a uh, chair. A, a chair or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, my brother hit me in the head hard as hell with that damn pillow. <laughs> so, you know, I had, I had like, uh, you know, I was one, I was the baby of the whole of the whole crew. So it's like, right. you know, at the time when they, they're always picking on you, you end up getting frustrated. So you're like, and you just <laughs> respond like right, right. reaction. So I grabbed the pillow from him. And when I say I tried to swing and knock his head off of his fucking shoulders, <laughs> and he ducked, and it hit the uh, the lamp that's on the side oh, of the, no. on the coffee table, that lamp flew all the way across the entire living room into the dining room and shattered. My stepmom was in the kitchen washing dishes. I got my ass tore up out the frame, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he set you up. <laughs> yeah, and then another the uh, the other occasion was uh, uh, I was rest I was uh, wrestling my nephew DJ, and I had to I, I might have been in middle school at the time, and DJ was like, oh my gosh, DJ was like four or five. No, I was in high school, and uh, DJ was like five or six four, years old. Four or five. <laughs> it's like five or six year old, five or six or seven year old, uh, and. I picked him up, about the power drive him, not power drive him, but uh, power bomb, power bomb. On, yeah, the, yeah. on the couch. And he put his hand back, as he's going down, he put his hand back like this to, uh, to kind of like break the fall. fall. And um, I, caught a, I caught his arm put going down. So I saw it. So I decided to, instead of put the force behind him, I just let him go. And he still popped his arm out of place. Oh my God. Uh, he, popped, he popped his shoulder out of place. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, he popped his shoulder out of place. And he popped it back in. Like he moved and it popped right, back right. in. And come to find out, he's double jointed up there. That's why oh, that shit happened. Oh, okay. But it freaked me out. Oh. Like I was like, oh my See God, my, I just face. my nephew. I'm going to go to jail. I'm going to go to jail. And I'm in high school. I can't go to jail. I'm going right. to get raped. All this stuff, you know? So it's like all that stuff in my head. I'm like, oh my God, no, no, no. Um, but those are the two altercations I had, oh, well, interactions I had that I thought I was like done. <laughs> I was done. Oh. <laughs> Yo, everybody that's watching right now, this is like me and Nels all the time. Shout out to boy G. We the undisputed era behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, scenes. yeah. Um, this is we, actually, I mean, this is genuinely our conversations. You literally yeah. turn the, uh, 
we uh, you just turned the camera on. You happened right. to set up a Zoom, and now we're you talking. You said like, that too. Like we should turn the camera one day and just you know follow and us just on go. Our trips. Like oh my god, I miss our trips. So the wife said we have to take Wrestle Kingdom has to be a, a guy's trip because she doesn't want to take the trip with us. Okay. <laughs> we got, we I, listen, right I already here. listen. I already told. I already told Tamatanga. I told Tabita. <laughs> I like yo. Uh, I hope Wrestle Kingdom the the, the time where everything opens back up. Wrestle Kingdom is lit. I hope the Universal right, Studios right. over there is ready and stuff because I'm literally coming over there and me and the boys, we're going to turn up with y'all and everything. And and, and he's like, yeah, I, come on. I'm, Both of them. Tamatanga and Tamalala, they were like, yo, come on, come on. <laughs> yo, I've been wanting to Wrestle Kingdom like forever and it's just like, it never falls into place but I have to go to Wrestle Kingdom. Like, I have to be there. I, I, I That's always been one of my dreams. So, I, I will say this. Growing up, I was, I wouldn't say naive, not naive, but I was unaware of how big the wrestling world was, you know, at the Facts. time, right? Uh, when I got in college is when I realized, oh, it's more than just WWE, more than just TNA at the time. It's more right. than the former WCW. There's a whole world out here, mm. and I was exposed to the indies and Wrestle Kingdom at New Japan and uh, and knowing the OVWs and all that stuff. Like, I didn't know about that growing up. I only thought it was WCW, WWF, and uh, they would mention, they would mention <laughs> ECW, New ECW. Japan. They would mention, ECW. yeah, and ECW, and they would mention New Japan as well. But those were the only four that I knew that were right. wrestling companies. Uh, but I didn't watch New Japan. I only watched WWE, WCW, and ECW. I used yep. to have to wait late night to watch ECW because my mom didn't want Bro, me to watch it. Son. But after, after she would go to sleep, hmm, I would have it turned on. And yeah, then, and then, like, and you then, turn, you then turn the volume would, down. Would, <laughs> yep, exactly. Exactly. I used to love to wait and see Beulah McGillicuddy and, and Francine on the TV. And then, yeah. <laughs> and, then and, and then flip over and see BET Uncut, too. Right, uh, right. <laughs> but, Yo, um, what was that Nelly song that was like on Uncut at all times? Tip drill, brother. Tip drill, yeah. I actually still I have that music video saved uh on a on a VCR tape on a VHS tape somewhere in my mom's house. I used to record that video (laughs) and watch it. You know what's funny? I was about to tell you this when we were talking about like when we wanted to become wrestlers and we fake played. Somewhere in the universe, I don't know where it's at, there's a like a, a, a cassette tape of video recording of me practicing my intro music. Cause I used to buy the WWF volume was the volume 13 or something like that with the green on there, the X and everything. I used to that was four. Four. So that I was I used WWF to, the music volume four, bro. Yes. I used to play the I used to play the I used to play the theme music and I used to come out with my with my cardboard title. Yo! Oh my god, no. So it's funny you say that because. I can make a WWE title right now, bro, without with paper and tape. Really? I used to make WWE titles with paper and tape. How long did it take? And that you? would be maybe three minutes, maybe? Not right, even that. Do it, do it. <laughs> I don't have any tape around me right now, Damn. but I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you. Um I don't have any tape around me, but you know what? I think I got a stapler over in the area. Hold on. But I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a title. This is the titles that we used to have. <laughs> Bro, I feel like a kid all over again right now, yo. Yo, you gotta do it. <laughs> do it for the gram. I'm, I'm gonna do it for the gram. I'm gonna do it for the podcast. Do it for the podcast. <laughs> um, but 
but this is how I used to make the titles. Which title you used and to make though? Which one, which one is your favorite? Which one is your favorite? My favorite w, uh, my favorite title of all time. Um, I know it might sound weird, but I, you might agree with it once you see it. Um, the WCW TV title was so dope. Yeah. Um, uh, but the Winged Eagle was my favorite title. Winged Eagle or, big, or the Big Gold Belt. Hold on one second. Let me grab this staple real quick because... <laughs> So, guys, like I said, this is me and Nels all the time. Shout out to our boy G. Uh, oh, I found tape. She found tape. Yeah. I found tape. We're good. <laughs> so this is us all the time. Um, people that know us always tell us that we should have a podcast together because we're, like, hilarious. When I tell you about the time that I seen Undertaker wrestling for the last time at WrestleMania, I, it was with this guy. Yep. <laughs> um, and, and you cried. I did. I tell them all the time, I am not ashamed. That's the first person. I'm, that's the first wrestler I remember watching at three years old, and I got to see him retire. I seen him in his debut, and I got to see him in his retirement. You know, and and, and selfishly, and, and afterwards, forget all that stuff that happened. Now. It don't and count. selfishly, we were <laughs> we were literally selfishly saying, "Damn, I hope this is it for him, and he doesn't come back, so we can say we saw the Undertaker's last match." You know. And yeah, then, boom, he pops back up. You know, nah, so, that don't count. We see his last WrestleMania. That, that, that's what matters. Did we? Was that his last WrestleMania? Didn't he come back <laughs> and do one more match? That shit with Cena doesn't count because all he did was like choke stamp Cena and walked out. It was a match though, Blue. <laughs> I was there for that too. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you were. You were. That's right. I was there for that too. <laughs> yeah, that was the worst squash I've ever seen in my life. Yo, by the way. so so. Like, <laughs> We're all sitting there like, wait, what? Was this a match or this is what I, was, I felt like they were just trying to force Cena to just keep coming back. <laughs> like just yeah, do and, something. Um, just do and anything. Play, and they played with us a lot about that too. Like they literally yeah. played with us a lot talking about uh he's not gonna show up and then he is gonna show up. And then when he finally showed up, it was like, nah. it was like uh, yeah. you know, one of those like, dude, we know you're just here to just to pop the crowd and you're gonna yeah. go about your business because this this match is who the hell is going to bury John? Who's going to beat John Cena that bad? Like, he literally buried John Cena, and John right. Cena did it willingly. But right. still, it's like, we've seen John Cena in squash matches, and those squash matches were him better him. than that one. Him you pinning. Know? Yeah, exactly. So, um, but uh, without any further ado, Blue, I present to you the... Championship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you need some markers? Oh, some yeah, I'm telling you, bro. I used to literally make my own wrestling That's belts dope. out of that paper and tape. And we would that sometimes draw on them or whatnot, too. Uh, but this was always our titles. You can literally put it around your waist. Right. You can, uh, tie it up, you know, right. uh, or tape it. Tape you can it wear it on there. your shoulder. You know, like this was our belts, bro. This is how we used to wrestle. Yo, that's awesome. <laughs> Yo, I, I'm literally feeling <laughs> like a kid all over again because this memory right here, bro. There you um, go. Straight Shoe Sunday's champion right here, DJ Nails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so over right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the perfect way to end this. Um, thank you for joining us. Thank you for becoming our champion. Thank you for being our champion. <laughs> On straight shoes Sundays. <laughs> we'll I'm see so you around. <laughs> so over. Too sweet me, bro. Too sweet Too me, sweet. bro. That's the end right there. Boom. Boom. <laughs>